Good morning and you're very welcome along to The Home Show with me, Sinead Ryan. Coming up today, the doc is in the house. Yes, the money doctor, John Lowe, with the lowdown on high inflation and he'll be chatting about mortgage options as well. She's a self-confessed plant fanatic. It's Nature Safe Ambassador Rachel Purcell. And Jennifer Sheehan is getting physical in studio on home gym equipment. If you'd like to get involved in the show today, you can text us here at 53106.30. Email us at the home show at newstalk.com and you will find me on Instagram. Well, you'll find me there after the show on Instagram at Sinead Ryan 100. I'm not that good of a multitasker. And you can listen live or listen back to the show, of course, on uh, our podcasts, which are up on the News Talk app powered by Go Loud and you're very welcome along this morning. Now as some of you may know I have been dabbling in the garden since the early days of the first lockdown and like many other people I've enjoyed growing my own herbs and a few vegetables nothing over the top uh, with varying success Uh, but I'm delighted to say I have four very large pots of tomatoes which are now blooming and the fruit now it's only beginning start so it's a little bit green Uh, but I found one thing above all this year uh, which I am taking as science it's much much better to grow from seed than from ready sprouted plants or herbs you know the ones you get in the supermarket and then you pop them in a pot but um, I, I think it's because they're forced they're in a hot house and then they hit the Irish garden and they just keel over and uh, freeze to death uh, but this year I've grown everything from seed and it is much hardier my sage coriander lemon thyme is flying and I've this big vast bay tree now as well so to get the low down stay tuned for the right way to do things with one of my guests later on she's obsessed with all things plants so we can swap notes and if you've any tips for me to do this thing a little bit better well then shout them out text us 53106 email us at com. but for now settle back grab a coffee while we welcome you for the next hour to The Home Show Now we've been getting an awful lot of questions in on mortgages and home loans and that whole kind of thing since we had Martina Hennessy in a few weeks ago from doddle.ie chatting about the potential increase in interest rates that we know is coming down the line. Well, since then, the market has shifted yet again. So we thought we'd kick off this morning by inviting in John Lowe from the moneydoctors.ie to bring us up to date and give us some good advice. Jay Lowe, you're very welcome to the studio. Thank you very much How again, are you? Sinead. Very, very good. And uh, thank you for the invite. It's lovely to see you. And um, look, inflation concerns, its they're not going away, are they? No, uh, we have, what, 7.8% last month. And um, as you know, the ECB have decided to increase rates for July this month, uh, as well as in September. So, yeah, there's a lot of fear around there. And people are starting to think about, you know, switching to fixed rate mortgages. Yeah, yeah. And and trying to to kind of get a handle on the cost. Now, I suppose one good thing, if there is a silver lining here, John, maybe it is that people will have a look at what they have, examine what they have and maybe take a look around and see what is available. What do we know for certain that the ECB is definitely going to do? We, we know it's a quarter percent coming down the line this yeah, month, yeah. later. It's and potentially then a qu- half a percent in September. Yeah. Um, and again, as I was saying to you before, that you know, if you go back 14 years, uh, the ECB went up a quarter percent every month for 12 months, at the end of which the people were screaming to get out of That's tracker rates. That's extraordinary, isn't it? There's so and, many people out there, uh, John, with mortgages in the last six or seven years who've never 
ever seen a rate rise, yeah, you know, so know. they're in for a shock. There are people walking around with a half a percent, which was the total margin, and the ECB rate being zero, that means their mortgage is half a percent. And in fact, I organised some of them at 40 years term with uh, in interest only. People hugged me, you know. Not, the, not tw- the bankers. <laughs> not the bankers. They didn't know it. That's for sure. I know it is, Matt. And you and I are both of an age. Um, I, I'm confident to say that we remember the currency crisis of the late 80s and mm. early 90s when interest rates shot up to an absolutely ridiculous. Was oh, 100%. Seven, it, it was you, like you were getting 100% seven, on deposits. It was at unbelievable. Stage, yeah. and, the, and the interest rates were about 17% of mortgages. Anyway, yeah. that is no help to anybody struggling <laughs> with repayments at the moment to say it was worse in the olden days. <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about so so that's what we know will happen yep. um, it, it won't be the end do you no. think there'll, there'll be uh, no I think there will be further rises next year yeah, okay. I do think there'll be further I think people with track and mortgage just hold on I think those people with standard okay. variable rates should actually now start to uh, look around and, and shop around and see what's available first of all from their own bank or their own lender uh, and then if, if it's not competitive to move now you need three things Sinead okay. if you're going to switch number one is the loan to value you won't get any lender who will who will entertain uh, 80% uh, or more uh, of, of a switch. Really? So okay, so if, it has to be under 80. And under remind 80. us again how people calculate their loan to value yeah, ratio. Yeah, that's really important. The second thing is, are you still able to uh, justify the um, uh, ability to repay? Have you still got the same income? Has one of you stopped working? Yeah. Uh, that That's yeah. also important. So three and a half times. I mean, again, I'll, I'll go back 14 years, 15 years when uh, you, you had uh, maybe five times your income if you were single. Yeah. That, yeah. That's gone. So it's three and a half times joint uh, annual income. That's the second part. The third part is credit history. You know, so many people might have a little car loan and they say, okay, what am I going to do this uh, Christmas? I'm going to pay two in January. I'll stop it in, in December and I'll, so I can have more money to buy presents. And suddenly they've got a blip and that blip stays on the now the central credit register.ie yeah. for five years. And th- th- there's nothing you can do to change. And banks don't like that. Banks don't like that at all. Okay. They don't mind you having the loan, but they yeah. don't want to see a mispayment. Isn't that e- it? Exactly. Okay. Mispayments are, are a no-no. And of course, a credit uh, judgment is, is is definitely gone. You're gone if you have a yeah, judgment against a court judgment. And, and do you find, John, that um, people, I, you know, obviously during COVID and lockdown, when, when money was tight and some people lost their jobs, um, that they routinely ended up then missing payments. Are banks still kind of severe about that or are they kind of setting aside COVID as a kind of a blip? No, they, 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 they certainly if you're in a business where um, COVID has affected your business and affected your income as an owner, um, there, there's a certain... A leniency that they will allow yeah. um, they'll need to see that there's a big improvement in those last six months management accounts. Okay. Now you were talking there about trackers and I know there is conflicting opinion among experts about when and where. What's the tipping point where it doesn't make sense in, in a, an environment of rising interest rates to hang on to your tracker? I, I would always have been an advocate of hang on to it for dear life no matter mm. what with your fingernails. Yeah. But isn't it the case that if your margin say was one and a half percent when you bought it at the back end of the whole tracker thing that actually uh, it's not going to prove brilliant value anymore. Well, you can look at some of the fixed rates. There are some really good fixed rates out there. Like you can get 2.2%, you can get 1.9% if you have a green 
uh, mortgage, by the way, which yeah. uh, bear rating of A1 to B3, I think. Yeah. And uh, so 1.9%. Okay. You know, if you're a tracker, you're probably on 1% tracker where the ECB was 0% and your total loan then was 1%. Okay. So it only has to go up 1%. Um, you to know, on the value, ECB yeah. to then yeah. justify you changing to that fixed rate of 1.9%. Okay, and of course you can lock in now for very long times. It used to be the case that it was only three or five years, but 10, 15, 20 years with some of the non-bank years lenders? Even, 30 oh, okay. years, yeah. Okay, so, so that might be something that's, that's to think in, about. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, for the first time buyers uh, out there, if they can find a house, I don't think the mortgages <laughs> are a bigger problem a at the moment. Point, yeah. um, talk to me about what kind of costs they're likely to pay. They kind of get, in one sense, they get really good rates if they if they fix in. Isn't that right? Um, there are some, some. I mean, again, you look at 90% for most of yeah, these first-time yeah. buyers. So all the better rates are uh, on the lower loan-to-value. So if you have 50%, 60% or less, now you can attract those really good rates. That 1.9% rate, for instance, is a 60% or okay. lower So that would rate. be for people switching. Maybe the house price has gone up. They haven't checked their mortgage in a yeah. few years and yeah. they may have it. Okay, so loan-to-value ratio, I, I just... Uh, just in terms of that calculation, yeah. it's the mortgage you have divided by the value of your home as yeah. best as you can judge That's it. That's right, yes. Uh, and that gives you, so yeah. anything so if you've under got, 80. So if you've got a half a million property yeah. and you own oh four hundred thousand, that's an 80%. Yeah loan okay. to value. Okay, all right. Now, we did get some questions in because uh, we get them in all the time. Um, people text us here 53106 or email us during the week usually um, at thehomeshow at newstalk.com and they come in over the over the weeks on mortgages. So, John, um, we're, we don't want to put you on the spot but we'll throw a few no questions problem. at you. Yeah. Um, Paul from Churchtown had sent in a query. He said his wife and himself took out a mortgage with Bank of Ireland many years ago and then around three years ago, oh God love him, he switched to KBC because <laughs> it offered a more competitive oh. rate um, and they they had problems with the, with the service levels in Bank of Ireland so they agreed to a fix-year term and now KBC is leaving uh, and now they have been told, of course, they're being bounced back to Bank of Ireland. He says he's not a bit happy. Uh, he wants to go somewhere else uh, but Bank of Ireland has said that uh, he has to pay a separation, a break fee yeah. uh, to get out of the five-year yeah. contract, yeah. which he says seems unfair. Now, listen, this is in the terms and contract. The, the bank, in giving you a fixed rate, they yeah. have locked in yeah. the profit they expect over the next few yes. years. So, that, of course, they're going to whack you if you, if you break there's the a, contract. There's a penalty clause. Yeah. Penalty. Yeah. What, what should Paul do there, do you think? Well, you know, the sad part is I've heard of cases both of Ulster Bank and KBC, uh, Sinead, where um, the break penalty has been waived. So, in this case, I don't know what has happened, whether the official behind the counter decided to get stick the the the, the, the clause in mm. and decide no you can't do this because they're going back and suddenly realizing they're going back to bank of ireland i think that again i would wait it's not worth the penalty i mean i would find out what that penalty clause uh, yeah, break is because there is this complicated formula yeah, that you can work because out. they could they could work out for instance that if they went to a new lender now whatever that rate is um with the decrease in the interest rate that they could actually potentially get now, fixed rate, they could actually be in a better position, even with the, the penalty yeah. break. Yeah, yeah, because so, the penalty break might only be one or two months repayments. It used and, to be six it, months. Yeah. It used yeah. to be six months, but it, it, you're right. It's one to two months potentially. But again, some of these lenders have been waiving them. And if you speak nicely to them, 
you know, you need the person behind the counter to, to kind of, uh, you know, thump the table okay. and champion your cause up to the higher credit department. All right. So, Paul, um, what I'm hearing there is go back to Bank of Ireland, uh, plead your case again, find out the exact break fee and then do your comparisons. Um, and you can you might find it's even worth doing that's that. With, with, that's with KBC that's Bank. that's what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now we got another question in Margaret text just 53106 to get your advice on the new Home First scheme which has been announced by the government John. This is a shared equity plan to help new borrowers. Tell us a little bit. Okay, about this how this it is it's been actually launched uh, and uh, essentially it's the government taking equity stake in your home for first time buyers now and new homes only. So second hands unfortunately it won't apply. So you're getting 30% in total. That may include for instance the 10% or 30,000, the... Uh, buy. Uh, yeah, yeah, help to buy scheme. So you can get both, actually. You can get both, but it's, it's you're reduced right. down to 20% okay. of the uh, first uh, home scheme. It's actually quite good. I'll give you an example. Yeah. 320,000 property, uh, you're, you're getting 96,000. That's 30%. Yeah. Um, so that's 224,000 uh, that you'd have to uh, borrow. And you have to get approval, by the way, for that. If you were going for a 90% mortgage on that 320 ordinarily, that's 288,000, Sinead. Yeah. You would need an income of 82,300. Yeah, now, with the, six, the, the, the 224, it's only 64,000 you need mm. between two people. So so that's definitely on. I, I just, yeah, like, I mean, I just have this sense that chucking money at people instead of managing the house price situation in the first place, is it, it could be inflationary of itself, John, couldn't it? You could, you're absolutely right. It could be. But the one worry I would have, this is an interest-only uh, facility that thirty percent. Mm. Well, the ten percent is free. It's a grant, yeah. so that's thirty thousand or ten percent, whichever is the lesser. But the balance, say in this case, would be sixty six thousand. Yeah. That's interest free for five years. What happens after five years? Yeah. Well, we, we don't the, know. how are the banks going to react to this? Because I mean, I know they're saying the main retail banks are on board. Well, they have to be because the three main banks mostly are mostly OAIB and PTSB. Yep. The other, but. Uh, is there a problem then legally with the lien on the property? Because you're going to have the government on one owns a bit of it, owns yeah. your back bedroom and your charge. loo, it's and then the other bank owns your kitchen and your living room and the other bedroom. <laughs> like it, it is a worry if, if there's problems down the line. Well, the only thing the is that it, it generally is temporary. Like the, the idea of being five years, they think yeah. that in five years' time, maybe the, the price of the value of the property has gone up. Maybe the, the uh, income we of been the there before? Ap- applicants are go- have gone up yeah. as well. And so and, pay it back, you'd and, recommend. But it's a second charge. Remember, the, mm. the main lender, you're 224,000 in this case, that has the first charge. The, uh, the government have the second charge. Uh, they won't waive that. They will, they will do something with that at the end of five years. Okay. Whether they incorporate that into the mortgage, and maybe the people have the income at that stage, and they can s- spread it out over a 30-year term. Right. There's a lot of hopefully and maybe yeah. and... Yep. We trust in house prices. Right, John. Uh, Margaret, I hope that helps you and maybe uh, take a look. There is a government website uh, up, although I did have a look at it uh, the other day and nothing had been populated on it. It said, watch this space. So um, maybe that'll be up now in the next short while. We're actually hoping so, uh, for 8,000 homes over yeah, the next four years. Yeah. So oh, it, I'd it, say there'll be a run on it for sure. they in 400 million into the kitty <laughs> yeah. to try and fund this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's hope the houses come on board <laughs> to help them do it. John Lowe, uh, 
thank you very much. Uh, where can people find out more about you, John, and well, all of that you the, do? The website, moneydoctors.ie, um, and the book is still available, of course. Of the course. Ubiquitous the ubiquitous The oracle, <laughs> the, or you can't miss it, it's the banana yellow one sitting in the finance <laughs> section of all good bookshops. John, uh, no money doctor himself, thanks very much thank for very joining much. us on the home show. Now, still to come on the show, uh, the joy you can get from growing a house plant or your own vegetable patch. Well, I know all about that. Uh, and if you have kept up your lockdown home exercise routine, we'll be chatting to Jennifer Sheehan about the best equipment and furnishings for your home gym. See you back in a few. You're very welcome back to the Home Show here on News Talk with Sinead Ryan. I'm here with you until nine o'clock. Uh, now, before the break, we had John Lowe, J. Lowe himself in, uh, talking about mortgages and inflation and interest. Oh, my goodness, all the stuff that's ahead of us. So do listen back to that. There were some super tips on it if you missed it. Um, and you can find that up on the News Talk app, powered by Go Loud. And if you'd like to get in touch with us today at any time, text us at 53106 for 30 cent uh, or email us here at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. Now, my next guest is a self-confessed plant fanatic and we love an old house plant on the home show. So if you want to understand the joy that you can get from growing them or indeed your own vegetable patch, then Rachel Purcell, uh, Nature Safe Ambassador, is for you. Rachel, you're very welcome along to the home show today. Hi, thanks for having me today. Now, was this a pandemic thing for you or have plants always been a passion? Um, no, it was definitely something that developed during the pandemic. I first started with the houseplant and then over the course of the two years working from home, it slowly developed into a jungle, um, (laughs) which I now have. So initially I was living in Dublin, um, a small enough space. And then during the pandemic, I moved back home to Tipperary. So it's even developed more. And now I have a garden and a polytunnel to add to my collection. Right. So you went full tilt at it then. You you yeah. instead of just growing a few herbs in the windowsill, you went full polytunnel. Yeah, no, I've gone to the complete other extreme now with it. I have lots of different vegetables and fruit growing outside. Um, as well as a very growing kind of jungle within my house as well with all the house plants. Yeah, and there is a big difference in caring for plants that are outside and plants that are inside. Uh, and water, I suppose, is the key difference, but also where you put house plants, isn't that right? Yeah, like you really have to know like, and understand what the best light is for each different plant and know exactly what the light is in each room that you have as well so you can kind of put them in the best place for it. So yeah, it definitely takes a while to get used to that. My number one tip would definitely be to start small and then build. Um, Like don't try and get loads in one go. Um, Definitely just grow it over time. Now I have, I'm not, I wouldn't be at all at your league at all, but I have a, a good load of herbs this year and a proliferation of tomatoes popping out all over the place. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I think for me the difference is this year, and, and maybe you'll disagree with me, I for years I used to buy plants that were already, you know, impatient. So I said, I'll get ones that are already high and they're already planted. But actually they're not as hardy once you put them out. And I think it's, potting them from seed seems to have made a big difference. How, how do you go about with your when you start with your veg and your fruit and your herbs? Yeah, it's kind of a mix. Um, a lot of it would be like sowing them, sowing the seeds. Um, I have a sister and my mom is really into it as well. So we kind of decided to split it up. So my sister will go plant some courgette seeds. My mom might do like lettuce and then I might do tomatoes. 
Um, I think a big thing is like you don't end up doing too much that you end up with any food waste at any point. So between the three of us, we kind of just do enough for us and we're able to give each other like different veg that we each have growing. Um, but we do it that way. And that normally works out best for us. Um, but sometimes like dough with lettuce and stuff, I find buying the plugs is always mm-hmm. handy just because, yeah, sometimes I can be a little impatient and it's just quicker um, to get them then as well. Get a bit but of I kind of do a mix of it. Now, you mentioned your sister there, of course, Roz Purcell, well-known model and former Miss Universe Ireland, uh, and your mum. And so it sounds like it's a family affair and you're all involved in, in the whole uh, uh, growing um, environment. Yeah, it's definitely probably something that has stemmed from my mum. She has a immaculate garden at home that she takes such good care of. Um, so, yeah, I guess we've always grown up with her, like, seeing her passion and doing that as a hobby. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something that we would have seen and we've all kind of taken on a little bit of that now ourselves. Now, for somebody who is a beginner and is getting into this whole thing now, when it comes to houseplants, Rachel, you, you said kind of start at the beginning and start small. What kind of plants are kind of... Now, I know there are people out there um, who kind of say they kill everything that arrives into the house. They just don't know where to start and everything dies on them. What would you consider fail-safe, <laughs> if that can be a thing, plants uh, to start with? Do you know what? My sister Roz is one of those people that has a knack for killing houseplants. Oh, dear. So the plants that I told her to start with would be the snake plant. Um, there's also a ZZ plant as well. And then the spider plant. They are kind of my three go-to that I would tell people if they're beginners and they just want a really easy plant to look after, they would be my top three. Okay, um, the snake plant, the ZZ and the spider plant. Well, I think we've all yeah. we've all had a go at an old spider plant, have we? They're grand <laughs> in the bathroom, actually. They seem to soak up the moisture, you know, if you've, if you've had a shower in that and, and it kind of keeps them watered. Um, you can overwater plants. Is that also a problem that people encounter rather than forgetting about them and letting them to die. Yeah, definitely. And I think like the key thing is like making sure the water is draining out through the plant. Like don't, sometimes people will water it, but there's nowhere for the water to drain. And then it's just sitting in a pot of water, which you'll end up with like roots that are rotting. So that is a big thing. So just making sure that the water is draining through the plant. Okay. All right. Now, seaweed, um, Huge crop in Ireland, of course, very, very, very popular, but not so much possibly in Tipperary. But you uh, use seaweed um, to, uh, is it like as a fertiliser or or what does it do for you? So with Nature Safe, so it's 100% natural garden care. Um, they're products that I use for looking after all my plants. Um, so what they do is their main ingredient is wild Atlantic seaweed. So it's hand harvested in Connemara. Um, and then obviously all the nutrients from that is absolutely brilliant for your plants. So they like have a different range of like plant food um, that you can use in it. And it's all plant based and organic. A big thing for me when I was looking for different products to use at home was that it was pet friendly and child friendly. I have three dogs and I have a little nephew that comes around and is obsessed <laughs> with the polytunnel. Um, so I was just really conscious of using products that were safe that deal wasn't going to cause any harm in any way. Um, So it's great to have products that are Irish and that actually use 
the wild Atlantic seaweed in them, which is such a, a great ingredient that we have here um, in Ireland that we can actually use. It is. And it's like one of those ingredients. It's a superfood. It's It goes into really beautiful face creams and body lotions and all that kind of thing. And now now as plant food as well. So, yeah. so maybe maybe we don't do enough with it. Um, now, of course, the other thing that I turf into my plants and I and maybe you're not supposed to is the old coffee grounds because uh, it keeps away pests and all of that. Uh, you, of course, uh, are a busy lady because you also uh, set up your own business, uh, Fetch Coffee. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, again, that was kind of something that came from um, from the pandemic. Uh, myself and my boyfriend, we were living in Dublin, as I mentioned, and we were both working remotely up there. We decided to move home, uh, well, to Tipperary. Kev is from Galway, convinced him to move to Tipperary. And just, yeah, with the pandemic, we were like, you know what, this is a chance to kind of do something completely different that we've always wanted to, but never thought we'd get the opportunity to. So we set up Fetch Coffee. It's a mobile caravan. We're based in Clamell. And yeah, with God, six months now that we have it set up and it's going brilliantly. And when you mentioned the coffee grinds there, we have strict instructions to bring them home every day. And I give them to my mom to use in her garden. Uh, she swears by them so mm. <laughs> you're not going too wrong Her and me both Well listen you are a busy lady there is no doubt <laughs> about it you have a lot on your plate uh, Rachel where can people find out a little bit more about you and, and what it is that you do um, So you can check me out on Instagram uh, my handle is Rachel Purcell and yeah I kind of share all my love of plants and the polytunnel and everything on there and tips well for people who are interested in getting involved in different plants and want to start growing their own things or maybe just a little house plant collection. Wonderful. All right. Well, you can check that out there on Instagram. Uh, Rachel Purcell, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning on The Home Show. Thank you. Now Jennifer Sheehan is back with us this week uh, and we'll have us flexing our muscles in just a minute and as always if you have questions or queries send them in to us 53106 or the home show at newstalk.com and I'll try and take out a little bit of music to get us in the mood see you back in a few moments Jennifer Sheehan, you're very welcome back into studio here on The Home Show. Delighted to be here. Nice to see you. Now, you've come in full of energy. Busting with energy. Energized. Absolutely buzzing. Yes, yes. <laughs> home workouts and home all of that thing, of course, like still very, very popular. And um, when the gyms were closed and we did all the, the sourdough baking and all that kind of thing, <laughs> um, exercising at home became a real, uh, the only thing you could do really. Yeah. I mean, 2K and 5K and all that. Thank God that's all over with now. But lots of people are left with this idea of having a home gym or a space in the yeah. home where you can do workouts and, and do all that. I have one myself because um, my not very physical workout <laughs> is uh, Pilates, which I absolutely love. Yeah, and I'm big Pilates into it. Wonderful. So I have a little section of my sitting room, which has my mat and mm. my weights and my bands and all that kind of thing. Um, and I must say, it's it makes a massive difference. That in yeah. YouTube, what more do you need? Do you know? You don't need much more. It, I mean, it depends on the type of person you are. If you need a class and somebody's shouting at you to get the thing done, then fine. But I'd, I definitely found that working out at home during lockdown was so much easier because... Yeah. I'm not a massive gym bunny, but I love eating. So it just has to be done, right? There's no two ways around it. It just has to get That's done. That's the truth of it. So, but what I loved was that being able to maybe just stick on a 10 or 20 minute video of, you know, Pilates or yoga or a hit class or something yeah. that you could just run over to the corner and do and then get back to work or do whatever you needed to do. So much, much easier than getting your stuff on and over to the gym and into the gym and 
an hour and home. You know, I just, I think those little bursts of, of energy really, yeah. really suited me. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Now, we've been sending you off to the shops to have a look for I've been equipment um, that we can help in it. And we don't want to spend an absolute fortune. I mean, you can. But... <laughs> uh, but there's lots and lots of stuff, even supermarkets, yeah. really. I mean, the middle aisle, you know, you're going to find your the weights and your aisle, loads, yoga absolutely. balls and all that there. So let's start with weights. Okay. Weights are, are the easiest, really, because there's been such an explosion of resistance bands. And mm. resistance bands are wonderful weight devices. They are. Now, they're colour-coded, which I yeah. only realised after right. I bought <laughs> the resistance bands. I thought they were all the same. And I bought, yeah. you know, I said, oh, there's lovely pastel colours. Not knowing that the one I got was the really, really hard <laughs> one, the, the pull elastic. Uh, so go for the blue, folks, the blue. Um, but there doesn't really seem to be cohesion either to the colour-coding yeah. between so brands. So you have to stand so in the shop and out. pull them apart yeah. and, and find the one that suits you. Yeah. Okay. So, but they're wonderful. Now, the what the main thing for me with all workout equipment, including weights, is that it needs to be easy to go and do it. If there's a mental hurdle to getting something out and getting it set up and it's a whole thing, then I probably won't yeah. do a it. A band takes quickly. up, I don't know, a couple nothing. of square inches. Put yeah. in your pocket. I mean, they're nothing. So I have, which I love, is a set of body elastics resistance bands. Now, these are the kind of bigger, longer tube ones that have handles on the end of them. Oh, there's But you posh. can recreate pretty much every single exercise that you can do in the gym. You can do it resistance bands. And they're really, really heavy. They can get you up to about 250 kg. I don't know about anyone else listening. That is way beyond anything that I would ever be, list- be listening. Um, but there's lots of others available. And the ones that you were talking about, Sinead, the, the resistance bands, they're like loops. Just really, really simple, you know, rubber loops and you can yeah. put them around your legs and use them to, yeah, to exactly. do leg and lifts they're or arm They're like eight quid or something. It was they're buttons. For nothing. They're yeah. buttons. And you can take them on holidays with you for somebody who likes to work out on your holidays. Or if you're away for a weekend, I mean, they take up no space at all and they look, you know, they're fine. Great. Okay, so, so that big is fan of those. body elastics. Um, and, and actually, they're, they're everywhere. They're, they're, yeah. There's all kinds of My stuff. My pack was about 60 euro, money. but I mean, you can spend much less than that. Yeah. But just make sure, ch- read the reviews and make sure that what you're buying is has good reviews about not breaking. Yes. You don't want them to break. I know, you don't yeah. want them snapping. And they probably because, won't, but no. just, you just yeah. read the reviews and double check. Okay, yeah. all right. And change them frequently, actually, because, I mean, you don't want them to get so stretchy that, yeah, that, that's, that, true. that's a possibility. Yeah, okay. yeah that's true. Now, mats, oh my God. Goodness, how many <laughs> options are there for maths? Millions, um, millions. I must say, I have um, the Mazer one, oh, Mazer Art one, which is absolutely beautiful. super. But they're I also stunning. have a couple of regular ones, you know, yeah. just the, the, that I sometimes pile up just to make it a bit softer on the old knees, ladies, yeah. you know. So anyway, talk to me about your the mats you like. Yeah. For me, it's my hands. I always feel my hands get a bit sore. Yeah. Anyway, mats, look, mats, are, they roll up and they store away. So you don't, it's not something you necessarily need to be spending money on, mm. you know, to get something pretty. Having said that, I'm with you. I like to leave it out because then I'm much more likely to pop over and just use it. You know, again, any mental yeah. hurdle I can remove towards getting the thing done, uh, I don't. So I have a gorgeous one. It's a D-O-I-Y. It's terrazzo, so it matches my my uh, bathroom tiles. Um, and that was €45 Euro in Kilkenny design. And that looks so nice that I do leave it out. And then I see it and then I tend to pop onto it and do 10 minutes of something every mm. now and then. So that's mm. great. Um, Ma- Mazer has those ones that you were talking about. Mm. They're about 145. The so they're, I know, but, but they're, they're really beautiful and it is it's art. It's a piece of yeah. art. And, yeah. you know, if you're leaving that out in your house, then that is a worthwhile investment. Um, so that's available from Flow State. And I really think Etsy as well. So that concept of buying art, 
yoga mats are a wonderful way to do that. So Etsy, there's lots of artists who mm. will put their art onto yoga mats. And if that's something that goes with your house, then then leave it out and it'll encourage you to use it more often. And they look, they can look great. Brilliant. Okay. Really, really nice. Now, cardio, not a huge fan of the old no. cardio myself. No. I prefer a really brisk walk uphill. Yeah. Uh, but if you are, tell us about what what we can do are we are, are do people have the space for these treadmills I mean and I certainly don't and all that? I yeah. certainly don't and I'm going to I'm just going to challenge anyone to write into us here at the home show and let us know if you have you know a peloton or a bike or a treadmill at home that you that isn't just their gathering dust I would love to hear from you because yeah. I don't know if that's true uh, yeah I'm with you get out and walk around or get out and do, do a run or whatever you can do um if you can't get out for whatever reason and you need to have some cardio equipment at home uh, there are things you can get. I'm a big advocate for a skipping rope. Obviously, just make sure there's nothing <laughs> overhead that you're going to yeah. drag down. But it's a great cardio workout. It takes up no space at all. You can do it in the garden. You can do it anywhere. Folds up into nothing. Brilliant. If you really, really want to get a treadmill, you can get folding treadmills that, you know, theoretically they store away. I mean, they don't fall down to, to nothing, right? Mm. I mean, they do take up space. Um, but especially if you get a manual one that isn't electronic and doesn't have a huge amount of equipment, okay. it can fold up to, to something. So again, check out Decathlon. They do have compact, you know, uh, treadmills and bikes and even rowing machines. Um, or there is a brand um, that does incredibly compact proper folding ones that fold in half they're called walking pad um, and they start at around 600 quid and they can go up to you know anything really but they do have one that comes with a standing desk so that one I can kind of get on board with a yeah. little bit it makes yeah. sense you and know, people like, are doing that now the Zoom yeah. meeting and walking while they're doing it okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah I would just go out for a walk on, on my <laughs> Zoom meeting but whatever okay if you need to do it at home that's fine um, Home Store and More have a, actually a very compact bike so if you're somebody who really likes spin and you you know you don't want to get out on the road for whatever reason Oh it's a, sp- a fixed bike That's a fixed bike okay. yeah. yeah so th- that's kind of handy and I do understand you know where I live, there's lots of bike lanes, so it's easy to go for a cycle. That's not true of anyone mm. everywhere mm. in the country. And so actually, you can buy I these gadgets now. I, if you have a bike, a road bike, and you can buy these gadgets that fit onto the yes. back wheel and turn it into like a converter. Absolutely, yeah. you just cl- click your bike onto mm. it, and it just you cycle away, and they're really, really handy. So I do, I do uh, recommend that. I would definitely check out DundeeLerAdverts.ie because I think there's a lot of regret buys of these. <laughs> of <laughs> yes, these somebody else's regret so, is your opportunity. Exactly. So okay. go and gain, yeah, for. For um for that okay, now uh, Swedish ladders. I thought we were going to talk about workout equipment. What is a Swedish ladder? <laughs> Swedish ladders are really really effective pieces of workout equipment. So basically, it just looks like a nice wooden ladder that you put up against your wall. And ladders in interior design are huge, right? We have mm. lovely kind of leaning ladders that you can put your your blankets on, or you've obviously you've got ladders in 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 kind of towel racks and bathrooms and everything like that. So as a piece of interior design furniture, a ladder is is a lovely, lovely thing. And Swedish ladders are beautiful wooden ladders that have been used in gymnastics for a long, long time. So for body weights, for Oh, it's for like the stretching. old gym of the 40s exactly. or something. Exactly. Okay. You probably had it in your primary school maybe, but they, they look really, really, really good. And if you have those resistance bands or even TRX bands, you can you know tie them up to the Swedish ladder and you've got an extra whole suite of exercises opened up to you. Um, you can pull out the top of it and do pull-ups on it. Uh, you can do all sorts of stretches on it. You can do all sorts of res- resistance training on it by climbing up it. So all you need to do is make sure you screw it into the studs on your wall and yeah. then off you go. And it's yeah. a really and of effective takes home gym. no space at all then. Zero and you space can, at all. You can put your beautiful artistic mat rolling exactly. over the top when you're not yeah. there. All so right. something that's always there and always useful and I really think they look great. And, so. and a smog inducing. So when people come into your house <laughs> they think you're doing all this stuff all Swedish the time. Gym- 
podcast. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed. All right. Well, listen, Jennifer, thank you very much for going shopping for us this week and uh, some interesting choices there. If you are still doing home workouts, uh, folks, and uh, and I think a lot of people probably are. Now, we're going to move on to a topic now, which I can't pronounce. <laughs> the sole so, reason that I came up with this topic. Is so I am going, this is an architectural style, which you'll immediately recognise and certainly be able to describe but it is called Trump Loyal. Are you sure about that? <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Trump Loyal. Okay. <laughs> Tell us what it is then and then people can can let us know if it is indeed there, that's how you pronounce it. There are francophones out there cringing at me at the moment. But anyway, Trump Loyal is what I'm going to stick with, right? So that's that's how it's spelled okay. and that's how it's pronounced. Trump Loyal, it literally in French just means a trick of the eye. And you're right, you'll know it as soon as you see it. It's where you use kind of painted realistic imagery to make it look like there's something there that isn't. So it could be, you've probably seen street artists, for example, paint these kind of big crevasses or holes in the ground Mm. or, you know, beautiful Mm. mountain scenes. And, you know, you step up to it and you almost don't want you, to walk you want over to go it around it, it so exactly because you're afraid you'll fall down in it. Yeah. So it's a complete optical illusion. Really totally, what it was. and and I think pro- probably the Renaissance artists, the Italians, if I remember correctly, around the 15th century, every every art was always flash. It yeah. was 2D, and it didn't seem to occur to anybody to to have a kind of a vision point at the centre yeah. where you you moved in towards us as she doing the hand signals in a radio studio but uh, but once that was discovered or invented yeah. or designed or whatever suddenly everybody's always been doing it, it ever really since. took off yeah. yeah and this is like a, an exaggeration of that yeah so people you'll have seen it in old architecture people have painted on columns really realistic looking columns or realistic looking you know edging around walls or something like that to make it look like there are features there that, that aren't really yeah now yeah. I think where I've seen it uh, to to super effect Although to a point, mm. if it's done well, mm. is, um, you know, the the home office that has, you think it's a Zoom background, but it, it's actually this, it's like a nearly a fresco on the wall yeah. or a panel that you stick on the wall and it looks like there's a beautiful garden scene outside yeah. or on a beach or something like that because yeah. there's a depth to it yes. and is, isn't that the trick with it exactly and and I love this then because it's such an effective trick for small spaces because it does create visual depth and we're easily fooled as humans right if, we, you know, if we're in a small space that has been tricked to looking like a big space we'll believe it so things like mirrors mm. etc but this is one of them and so it's a really you know it's just an interesting one to look at now you need an artist right that's yeah. just yeah. call it out right now yeah. unless you're, you're not going to be doing this good. over the weekend yourself exactly right. but it is an interesting trick uh, where I love it and I've seen it used really effectively and I think it looks amazing is on your garden wall so somebody painting a mural on mm. a garden wall of mm. I've often seen lo- little secret garden doors for example and it looks you know even something like that you'd be surprised how much extra space that creates for the eye if they think there's a door through to somewhere else. Okay, like a Hogwarts kind of a... Yeah, okay. into your secret garden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, so poor old kids coming to... around to your house and they think there's a gate on the end. <laughs> little dog just running at the wall yeah. and bouncing <laughs> All right, okay. So that's a great idea. So you, you're painting it directly on the wall. Painting it directly on your wall. Especially with that if depth that garden. looks as if you've got a whole other garden behind yeah, you then. Yeah, okay. Or you All could right. paint a beautiful seaside scene or something like that. So if you're yeah. a really small garden, very, very effective. Yeah, yeah. okay, good. Yeah. Another place I love it, uh, by it I mean Trump loyal, <laughs> is on a ceiling. So th- this was really popular for a while, again, kind of around the Renaissance, of painting these kind of fake uh, roof portals, you know, little yeah. portholes where you have lovely skies beyond it. And I think this would be so nice in, for example, a kid's nursery or a child's room or, you know, even your own room. Go mental. But something like 
a a cloudy sky or beautiful blue skies with a few clouds yeah. through a or ceiling. Or a planetarium kind of planetarium look. Planetarium yeah. would be amazing. You could do a really, really good job with planets there. Yeah, that could be absolutely gorgeous. So Yeah, and uh, you sent in a couple of examples here of pictures of them, uh, which I'm looking at. You might pop one of those up on your I'll Facebook do them. Page. I put them on But Instagram. it really does look like you're looking up into miles and miles of sky. It really does. And, and how nice would that be when you the clouds up. are painted yeah. and the grid there's a grid format that kind of draws your eye into the centre. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it's okay. really effective. Really, really good. Okay. Yeah. And um and then finally, um in your in your sitting room, yeah, in your living sitting room. Sitting room, living room, anywhere or as a zoom background again could be really effective. So just paintings or prints that have again an illusion of three D. So for example, the one I'm looking at here is it's been painted just a simple fresco on a wall, but it's been painted to look like a shelf with serious depth, right? The really clever use of shadows and, and reflections and things like that. And they just have certain objects placed inside them which you couldn't stand upright in your own shelf. So we have one has a little uh, light bulb, there's a pear and something else that you can mm. put whatever you want in there. So it actually, but, for all intents and purposes, when you walk into the room, it looks as if there's a bookcase beyond yes, the wall. Yes, And exactly. it's only when you go up to touch it, you realise yeah. it's flat, actually. Very, so if you're in a clever. really small room where you'd love to have some shelves or bookshelves or something like that on it, um, but you just don't have the space, then putting a, a trump oil painting or print or something like that on it will really make it look like there's depth there that isn't. It's a very okay. clever trick. Okay. And I'm sure there's probably, if you don't want to commission a painter to do that, I'm sure there are pro- possibly stick-on yeah. wallpaper type options. Decal type things. Decal, yeah. 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 The problem is that you're going to get a shine on that. Yeah, that's true, yeah. You'd really want a matte focus. Yeah. I, th- I think usually those decals are are a little bit less shiny than, for example, paint or wallpaper. Or if you are painting it on, yeah. sure you use a matte paint. And do you yeah. think you have to do the whole wall to get the real effect of it? I would, because why wouldn't you, right? If you know, it, if you're looking to really create depth and really create space, then then go big for something like that, because something small is not going to really, you know, trick the eye that much. Um, so I would recommend going as big go as you can. Go full tilt on it. Go if full you're going tilt to do it all. It. All right. Absolutely. Well, Jennifer Sheen, thank you very much for discussing. Trump loyal <laughs> day, uh, and please do that. And do you know what? You could tie it into the first item and paint uh, a 3D home workout kit that you're never ever going to use, yeah. and you'll have a full <laughs> They impress everybody that comes in. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Hope Show. Thank you for having me. And that is all we have time for today on the Home Show. If you'd like to get involved in it, or you have a question for me or a topic you'd like to hear us cover do get in touch with us. We do read them all through the week. The entire team is on the email and text line 53106 or the home show at newstalk.com. Uh, and if don't forget to check out the podcast up on the Newstalk website. Thanks a million to Maurice O'Sullivan and Aoife Breen producing today with Stephen McLoon on sound. Anton Savage is up next. Have a great weekend. And remember, we're here every Saturday at eight o'clock.